0: This week on The Reverse Stick, we're talking about hockey, aren't we?
1: Have you not bothered writing anything down this I way? haven't
0: written anything down at all. Alright, on with the show. You are with The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast... I didn't write it down, but I do remember. This week, Shane Smith will join us from the Hockey Museum via Taeo McLeod via the World Cup.
1: So we look back to the World Cup a little bit there and look back to some of our hockey history and heritage. Uh, My name's Matt Allen. I'm I'm sitting opposite. Oh, hang on. (laughs) You got me. (laughs) It's a hell of a start.
0: Ah, Practiced as always.
1: How's your hockey week been, mate?
0: Uh, Interesting. Had a draw on the weekend.
1: That's all right. You're home and hose. Top of the ladder, though.
0: Oh, yeah, well, and truly. Apparently, we might be having a final at home. Woohoo!
1: That would be fantastic on the main field there uh, at our home grounds. Look, uh, you're with us for show 61 of The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Thanks for joining us once again. If it's your first time in joining us, then welcome, welcome, welcome. Of course, uh, you can keep in touch with us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at The Reverse Stick. Before we go on with the hockey, though, John, we'd better start with the... <laughs> So yes, plenty going on around the hockey world. Uh, Do you want to start off with some of the hockey series open in this part of the world?
0: Let's do that, because starting here is a good starting off point to get into all the other stuff that we're going to talk about.
1: Indeed it is. It is. Let's do the results.
0: Hockey series open at Port Vila for both men and women. It finished on the 18th of August. It involved Fiji, Vanuatu, Solomon Islands and... Tonga on the women's side of things Vanuatu, Fiji, Solomon Islands and Tonga on the men's side of things and the eventual winner in uh, the women was Fiji who won over Vanuatu 3-2 in the final so quite a close score there um, Solomon Islands defeated Tonga up 4-1 to take out third place. On the men's side of things it was uh, Vanuatu getting the better of Fiji 6-4 High-scoring, entertaining game, no doubt. Uh, Solomon Islands beat Tonga 4-0 for third versus fourth, so they took out the bronze medal there. Uh little round robin, some interesting scores. Fiji ditched Tonga 14-0 at one stage, and uh, Vanuatu got the better of the two finalists, got the better of Tonga 11-0. And uh Fiji, obviously a bit of a powerhouse. The women there got rid of Tonga 13-0 in another game. But generally, there were some quite close scores, and lots of goals scored.
1: You can catch all of the highlights uh, from the three days of action on the FIH YouTube channel from that Hockey Fives tournament.
0: Hockey Fives?
1: That Hockey Fives tournament.
0: It, it's Hockey Series Open.
1: We'll talk more about that later on in oh, the show, John. is
0: that how it leads on to... OK. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you've got this show scripted out. Like I said, I look, is that is that the least you've ever seen me write down? It's a blank page. Uh, yeah. Podcast
1: 61 at the top, though. Well and, done.
0: What? Yeah, that's about it. A couple of three-letter acronym things. Okay, let's move on. What, two? Asian, Asian Games? G- okay. um, Asian
1: Games, sorry. Asian,
0: Asian Games. It's not often I get those sorts of things right and you get it wrong. Let's go to the Asian Games. And uh first up, on the men's side of things, I'll hit refresh because there was a game going on as we started recording. Uh, the way things are looking, uh most teams have had two games now in Pool A on the men's side. India topped the pool. Just the lady, lazy 43 goals for and <laughs> none against. Uh, Korea, they've won their two games. They've got the 19 for and none against. And Japan, surprisingly, they've won their two games with 14 goals for and none against. So, in some ways, because this leads into bigger conversations that once again we've alluded to, but, um, the, the most likely Bad beatings have all happened. And now all the teams that are in for with the chance are all playing each other the way the draw is working out, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's still round robin situation now though, isn't it? So there's going to yeah. be a few other teams that are going to get a bit of, be- of a beating as well.
0: <laughs> and look, but- poor old Hong Kong did cop the 26-0 against, uh, India.
1: Yes <laughs> that was after India had scored 17 against Indonesia the day the day beforehand
0: Look don't forget so that, that's a record. Don't, on the men's side don't have a ranking they don't have an official ranking so 17 nil's probably a victory for Indonesia
1: and that is a record score for the the Indian men's team there internationally Obviously, internationally, not it's playing too, against anyone else.
0: Goals. Look, that's Pool A. On the Pool B side of things, Malaysia are topping the table there, uh, 26 goals for in, and two against in their two games. Bangladesh are in second place, they've won both of their games, they scored eight and had two scored against them, and Pakistan have only had the one game, which they won 10-0 uh there's still some games to go there so is it t-
1: top top 2 go through and qualify or is there a crossover system
0: uh yeah no it's just the top 2 from each pool go through to the semi-final so pakistan are playing aman at the moment you think they're going to get the better of aman uh which would put them into second place uh depending could go top Depending yeah. on how many goals well, I Well, it's a tight
1: system. If it's just the two that go through, then you'd expect Malaysia and Pakistan would go through there, and you would. Uh,
0: the pool of death. If there's a pool of death, is pool A, where you've got India, Korea, and Japan all in that pool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, China not there.
1: No. Well, I understand the uh, the Chinese didn't figure they'd be amongst the medals with the the setup of the competition, and thought it would be too ex- too expensive an exercise to undertake.
0: Oh, look, I've got an update there, and that's been reported. Potentially is the reason. It's not entirely true. I'm led to believe that uh, China had actually... Qua- the men, remember, we're not talking about the women. Women are there, but the men aren't. Uh, the Chinese men had qualified for the Asian Games, but they did not enter a team initially. Now, a few years ago, apparently, there was a similar situation where they'd qualified for an Asian Games or Asian Cup. Uh, just off the top of my head, it escapes me. Uh, but they couldn't compete because they had... an their own internal competition scheduled for that time so they played their own internal competition whatever they happened to be instead of going to the Asian Cup games stroke games and now initially I believe the situation is they thought the same conundrum would exist again for their men's team not for their women's team just for the men's team uh, and it, they initially said no they wouldn't compete however uh, that situation changed and they came back to the organiser and said, no, look, we'd love to go. We'd love to compete. Unfortunately, they missed the cutoff and, uh, cutoffs are there for a reason. And if you miss them, it means because it's too late to squeeze you in. Unfortunate for the Chinese, probably unfortunate for the Asia Games as well, but someone else gets an opportunity because they're not there. Um, but it's, uh, no big, uh, no big secret apparently that that that's the reason they they could have been there they didn't think they could then they couldn't then they couldn't as it turns out so uh, you know one door closes another opens
1: do you, you want to have a look at the women's side now?
0: we can we can use the wonders of modern I'll just give it once again the refresh to see if we can get that latest up. because one of the things it's not controlled this tournament by the FIH in the sense that they're not in charge of statistics or tables or anything like that or television rights and who gets to see it and where they get to see it and how they get to see uh, it, which um, you know leaves us in a bit of a quandary when yeah, we're trying been to hard. watch There's it.
1: There's been a couple of streams to catch things and I've seen a little bit of highlights, but it's um, it's been a bit of a struggle doing it uh, from here in Australia.
0: Okay, Japan's had two games in Pool A of the women's side of the tournament, Um 17 goals for none against china have had the, just the one game but won that 9-0 malaysia has had one game and won that 8-0 uh, the recipients of all those goals have been hong kong china and chinese taipei so there's really three teams at this stage in that pool a position uh pool a qualifying position two two places there once again well, just the top two teams going through
1: yeah, i think uh, not too too long but terry walsh was speaking that he he'd be expecting the malaysian girls to um, get on the podium there. Um, it's going to be tough getting out of that group, isn't it, with Japan and China? And I also understand that the Chinese um, seem to be prioritising this tournament over the World Cup. And there has been a num- there are a number of players that didn't go to the World Cup that are playing in uh, in this competition.
0: I must admit, I, I find it hard to to think that Terry Walsh would actually say. Oh, look, that's a tough (laughs) pool. And, you know, those two teams. He's not the sort of person that approaches a contest like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine. Um, so that's, that's pool A in the, in pool B. It's, uh, India and Korea in first and second place, respectively. There, India have had two games. Haven't conceded a goal yet, but it's managed to slot 29 for themselves. Um, Korea have played just the one game for a 5-0 victory. Kazakhstan have played two games. Poor old Kazakhstan. They've won a game, and uh, then they managed to get flogged by India and conceded to 21, I it believe, was it?
1: It seems to be a bit of a competition at the moment in between the uh, Indian Eves and the boys there on who's going to score the most goals in this competition.
0: Well, yeah, that's all very well and good, and, and against playing against these lower teams, I think all the coaches would be very well aware of it. But um, once you get to the pointy end, all of these teams are fairly closely ranked. And, you know, in, say, in the case of India, on the men's side of things, they've got the slightly easier draw. So maybe they might be coming up a team that's, might had to crawl its way and, and scrap a bit before it's got, got its place, whereas they'll probably
1: just stroll in. Yeah.
0: All these mind games and things go on, mate, you know.
1: It's all ahead of us, isn't it?
0: It is. Well, it was always going to be a pointy end of the competition where it would get interesting. Um, Kazakhstan? They're making some moves in their area of the world rankings, if you know what I mean.
1: And some good indoor performances as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and see them there and winning games at a competition like this against countries that are probably at similar levels of development as they are. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of positives to it. I know, though I know we'll be talking about some of the perhaps perceived and real negatives that are associated with it as well.
1: We will indeed. Do you want to go on to PHL? Oh, should we play our sting you
0: <laughs> You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. We have to come up with a sound effect that means just nod. <laughs> <laughs> you know, play yeah, it's not, sting not great for
1: radio podcasts. <laughs> it's <is laughs> it? <That's> not great for radio podcasts.
0: Okay, PHL
1: PHL, just quickly uh, Obviously we had uh, Tyron Jibu Barnard on last week Talking all things South Africa uh, The indoor hockey series And of course the Premier Hockey League uh, They had their final round games there at the weekend just gone So we now have uh, quarter finalists uh, Sorry, semi-finalists Those games will take place on Saturday the 25th of August And then the finals will be on the day following Uh, On the women's side uh, Tivoli Taps Blyde River Bunters the bunters are there, John. They'll take on the private property St. Lucia Lakers. Uh, the top team Mediqua Rangers will take on Ital Tile Orange River Rafters. So those will be the two semi-final games for the women. And on the men's side, the Origins Maripan Cavemen will take on the Pro Grip Drakensberg Dragons. And the Kilimanjaro Addo Elephants will take on the Garden Route Gazelles. All of those games will be available to view on Supersport if you're in the region. Uh, that's our PHR roundup, John. One more set of hockey series open to go. What? One more? Vilnius. Oh, that's
0: currently underway. Yep.
1: Yeah, so but we've, a couple of games have uh, been played yeah, already. Just underway. Wales, we... Wales had a 1 0 win over Turkey. Is that on the in progress? In yes, the, it is. In the, uh, in the opening game overnight for us. And the, all this information you can get on the Altius
0: website. As opposed to all the Asian Games stuff, if you go to Altius on the uh, FIH website, it takes you to the Asian T- Games. Yeah, TMS.
1: Search TMS. Yep. Yeah. So, TMS.FIH.CH yeah. and you'll, you'll get that. There, yeah, all, all the, the hockey open,
0: series open stuff's available.
1: And, of course, all these games are being hashtag live stream hockey, and you'll find those on the FIH YouTube site.
0: Yep, yeah, only one game played there so far, as you said. Uh, now, how does this work out as far it's Around Robin, do we get some, uh, some finals happening in this, uh, particular thing? No, I think is, it It's isn't. 11 aside, this one. It's this not is, a 5
1: This is Hockey Series Open. Because it's going to be
0: funny if, uh, you know, like Fiji, who've won that Hockey Series Open in, uh, in Vanuatu, come up against, uh, you know, a team that's uh, got 11 players.
1: Well, we'll talk about that more in, in, in okay. a moment. Yeah, we will. No, two games played that the, the no, other game open, was U- Ukraine. No beat, finals uh, either. Lithuania. 2-0. So
0: uh, it'll all be on their, the, that final round, Robin. Pool standings as far as who wins that. Interesting how they all seem to run on a different format, don't they?
1: Yes, it's a lot of interpretation, but that's what our games are all about, isn't it, John? There's a lot of interpretation. Innovation? <laughs> well, uh, no. no, no, we do get some innovation. Don't Good. you know? Yeah, don't don't be grumpy. No, there's, but you know, it's uh, it's all down to interpretation, and always seems to have been, and. Uh, well, just take the rules, for example. I,
0: I think, you know, the decision to use a round ball was probably uh, one of the greatest innovations in the game, ever.
1: No, I'd, you see, I'd prefer the cube. I'd prefer to stay with the cube, yeah. Uh. You're listening to the
0: Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And recently, during our World Cup daily programs, we uh, had secured the services of Taya McLeod to get some interviews for us, and uh, while he was in our servitude, we, <laughs> <laughs> we managed to, to to get him, tow him along to the Hockey Museum's hockey display.
1: Yeah, well, on, by the suggestion of Kirsty Hull, hashtag TRS World 11, she said her Which fr- is a
0: brilliant suggestion.
1: Her, her, um, yeah, her friend was down there um, involved, and yeah, Teo had a chance to catch up with Shane, didn't he?
0: He did. Shane Smith, who is the uh, assistant curator of the Hockey Museum. He's, uh, the full-time member of staff and I think, uh, Mike Smith's the, uh, his right-hand head honcho, man. Yeah. He's the head honcho down there and they, um, get on and they've produced, uh, a wonderful, well, it's, it's a great legacy for the game. The Hockey Museum is going to be a fantastic institution for many years to come. It's exactly what our sport needs. But,
1: but you can jump online, go to hockeymuseum.net and find out all about them. Once you've been inspired, hearing from Shane.
2: What can we see at the museum? Oh, crikey! <laughs> Everything to do with the history of hockey is the easy answer. see some noddy old antique sticks here. Yes, uh, so they're custom made. We're sat in the shop uh, at the Hockey Museum stand in Fan Central at the moment. And uh, we've got some English head sticks that were custom made in, uh, in India. Uh, Handmade wooden ones, Uh, lovely uh, bits of of kit though. So we've got sticks like that at the museum uh, going across the whole development of the stick from the English head stick through to the half Indian head and then the Indian head stick uh, that we use today. Um, Obviously back with the English head stick, um, larger head, you can't Indian dribble with that, you have to move your feet around it when you're dribbling so it made for a very different game. Um, probably a little bit slower than it is today, with the being able to roll your, your wrist over the yeah, ball yeah, so yeah. quickly now. Um, the development is of astroturf uh, in the museum here, or uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. we've basically divided the the exhibition here up into six sections. Uh, so um, we've got a section on uh, women's suffrage and hockey and the links between that. Uh, it's a hundred years. Uh, since women got the right to vote in the, in the UK so we're celebrating a little bit of that and tying that into to hockey. Um, hockey uh, hockey playing women in the early part of the 20th century generally like kind of upper middle class backgrounds so the same sort of uh, demographic uh, as suffra- suffragists and suffragettes within so we're looking at, to explore uh, any of those connections there um, and then we've got a section on the competing teams that are in this, this Vitality Hockey World Cup uh, and drawing out either particular uh, important players from the past or heritage stories to do with those nations. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, then we've got some stamps and pin badges from those nations as well and some flags just to tie that kind of international flavour in. Uh, We've then got a section uh, which we're calling Inspire which is about... goalkeeping equipment. Uh, so we've got a traditional kind of object display with showing how goalkeeping equipment has evolved over the years. There's also a little bit about um, a young lady that we found on social media, a little girl called, uh, Olivia, who's uh, 12 years old. Um, she was inspired by Maddie Hinch to um, watching Maddie Hinch play uh, hockey for England GB on the telly, so she decided she was going to make her own DIY goalkeeping kit, right. which you can see in the photos over here. And uh, yeah, so she got herself some cushions and some, some pads, and, as pads and uh, she stuffed a pillow up her, up her top and put on a, uh, I think it was a, might have been a skiing helmet or something that she found in the garage. And so yeah, it's incredibly cute pictures. So she's coming down actually uh, next week for one of the games so uh, yeah I'm sure she'll be delighted to see that she features in our exhibition (laughs) at the moment only her mum knows Um, and then we've got a jigsaw as well which uh, the kids can put together and it teaches you about uh, the history of each bit of goalkeeping kit as well so on on the reverse so you build the jigsaw of the goalkeeper up and you can uh, discover how goalkeeping equipment used to be in the past shall we say uh, then we've we got an evolution section, which is about uh, the pre- two previous women's world tournaments that have been held in the UK. So that's Folk's in Kent in 1953 and uh, Edinburgh, Scotland in 1975. And so that compares and contrasts those events with the 2018th event that we're at today. Uh, so you can see how hockey's evolved through that. So that's things like uh, financial figures uh, about unsponsorship and ticket sales and crowd sizes, average age of players, that kind of thing. Um, and of course, the, the kit and equipment that they were using at the time as well, and how that's involved too. And we got some—we were lucky to get some. Uh video footage as well so we've got footage from the 53 tournament that we uh, and the 75 tournament as well and then some promo material for this one to compare and contrast there. Uh, the 53 stuff is actually really interesting because we've just completed this year a digitization project uh, funded by Heritage Lottery Fund to uh, basically digitize all of the cine film that we've got in our collection because we had all this beautiful old film but we had absolutely no idea what any of it was and what was on it so in, in digitizing it um, We've been able to unlock that and lo and behold it contained lots of footage from the 53 tournament in Folkestone so we've been able to show that here for the first time oh, wow. which is pretty exciting as well uh, the, uh, w-
0: how is that compared to uh, the games out there today
2: <laughs> Well it seems that certainly uh, say, uh, uh, I guess a more in- informal I wouldn't say it's any less professional but uh, it's certainly more informal there's a lot more uh, kind of com- I guess camaraderie on and off the pitch uh, back in like the 50s for example. Uh, the game of hockey, it wasn't professional. There wasn't a, really a league system, uh, so it was all played for the love of the game and for taking part, if you like. So uh, there was never, there wasn't a winner in the 53 tournament, for example. So you just, it was just kind of, not, not every team even played each other. Um, they would play against randomly drawn teams from the conference. So it was, it was a, an international federation conference um, with a tournament tagged on the side of it, basically. So they just played for fun. Um, or festival. People, it? Yeah, it was a festival almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they basically the, the international nations, the governing bodies of the individual nations would come and have uh, a, a conference, a meeting, and uh, then there would be some games tagged on to the end of that. And so that's that's what it evolved from, if you like. Sounds all very quaint in modern English, not it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Um, Scones <laughs> and tea and elevensies. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely... Uh, and they, were, they do like things like day trips out and things like that as well, So like with all the different nations going together. So um, you hear lots of stories... Uh, from players that played in these tournaments and in the international uh, tournaments in the past, about how they've built these these friendships as well that've lasted them all through the years, um, and that's that's uh, pretty fantastic to be I'm back here with Shane Smith, uh, the assistant curator of the uh,
0: of the hockey museum here in Fan Central in Stratford. Uh,
2: so yeah, i was just going to elaborate on a couple of things. Um, We've got a... So I spoke earlier about one of the sections was about comparing the different nations and historical stories from the different nations that are competing in this tournament. And uh, one of them is uh, about the Indian Indian team. We put feelers out to different nations before the, uh, before the tournament, asked them for heritage stories, stories about players, that kind of thing. Uh, the Indian, Indian people came back and uh, they put together a photography exhibition celebrating 50 years of Indian women's hockey. Uh, it's called Five Decades, Fifty Pictures, um, and they had the opening last Saturday. Uh, and it uh, features a, a lovely picture of the first uh, Indian, the first Indian women's captain. And uh, she was lucky, we were lucky enough to have her grace us with her presence and she came down and opened the ex- this little, uh, photography exhibition within the main exhibition here on Saturday. So it was a real honour for us to have her, her come here and there was uh, lots of speeches, it was great, <laughs> really enjoyable uh, afternoon that was and we, yeah, we were honoured to have her. The other area of the exhibition that I want to elaborate on is uh, the final area of the six. Um, It's about the Hockey Museum and uh, basically our journey to get to where we are today. So this this year uh, we've been accredited by the Arts Council England, which is the gold standard for UK museums. Uh, It doesn't show that we're necessarily doing everything right, but we recognise... Where we're going and what we want to achieve, and we're on the we're on the right path, and we're putting all the right kind of policies and procedures in place for collections care and exhibitions and that kind of thing and um, governance. So uh, yeah, so that, that's a massive uh, step for us, uh, real real big step in the right direction for where we want to go with the museum in terms of our professionalism. Um, And, uh, yeah, we're touching on some other stories uh, within the success section as well. So we're talking about the uh, Heritage Lottery Fund grants that we've successfully completed over the last couple of years. I mentioned the cine film one earlier, but we've also done one on oral histories, so that's going out and uh, capturing the memories of of, uh, people that have been involved with hockey, whether it's playing or administration or umpiring or officiating, that kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, these people's memories, obviously, people pass away unfortunately sadly all the time uh, so it's trying to get those memories before before they're lost to us and so that we've got a record for, for posterity really for future researchers um, to show how the game used to be and how it got to where it is um, which is uh, kind of a nice parallel with this little bit of the exhibition that's talking about where the hockey museums come from and, and, and where it's going as well. Um, what else have we got in there? Uh, it talks about how we've uh, just moved into new premises in, in Woking in Surrey right in the town centre and we've got an exhibition hall for the first time so we opened our first exhibition last month um, and then, or two months ago and then straight away started designing this one here in Fan Central so it's it's been a lot of work but great fun. And, it, you know, it's been fascinating to be able to bring that kind of, all, all that hockey history to life, which previously, because we didn't have the space, was just in boxes um, in the storeroom, really. So, yeah, we can really bring it to life, unlock those stories, and, and really share that heritage with people, which is really, really exciting. How did you get involved in the uh, hockey museum? <laughs> so, uh, so I've got a, uh, a master's degree in art gallery and museum studies, but uh, it took me a little while to get into the sector. I was... Uh, <laughs> running the bar at my local hockey club uh, which was evening evening work um, I, I bet you're the most popular person in your hockey club <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah it's, it's easy to make friends when you're serving people alcohol <laughs> that's for sure um, yeah so I, was, I, I had free time during the day and uh, the president of my club Lynn Morgan she uh, was volunteering at the museum and she told me about it and I thought you know what that's something I'd like to get involved with so I started volunteering there as well, and I volunteered for two years, and then they made a job for me, um, and it's gone from there, I've been there two years now, Two years as a vol- four years in total, two years as a volunteer, two years as a member of paid staff, um, and yeah, it's been like, it, I've always obviously wanted to work in museums and galleries, or I wouldn't have studied what I did, uh, but to be able to uh, be part of a team that builds a museum from scratch, and something that, that I play hockey as well, so... Uh, it's a real passion project in that sense as well. So it's great to be able to build that from scratch and deliver something and, you know, see it evolve and be a big part of that. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh,
0: Thank you. You're with the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and that is Shane Smith, the assistant curator at the Hockey Museum, talking with Theo McLeod from... Uh, Where's Tao from? From
1: the hockey family. That's right, of course, the hockey family. Our partners in the world, from from the world Cup <laughs> daily. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you could tell by the accent uh, yes, get online on Twitter, follow at Hockey Museum or get onto the website hockeymuseum.net if you're in the area, if you're in the south of England um, you can get in touch with them through the website and go and give them a visit it's a must, must do for any hockey lover out there
0: it's interesting too that they're talking about uh, the 100th anniversary of women getting the vote and the role of suffragettes and the role of that hockey may have played in the suffragette movement because they are both uh movements are based or games and are movement based in the same sort of general. Area of society and, and we spoke all the way we that things work in with each other.
1: Well, we spoke to Kate Richardson Walsh. We mentioned that some of some of that fantastic imagery, but some of the somewhat restrictive clothing that the ladies were playing in in those days.
0: Well, the idea they're all off on, on day trips. You know that day we went to Bangor. <laughs> yeah, but it's got that. You know, oh no, there's something nice about that, isn't there? That yeah. the idea that it's
1: well, that's what it was like. It was like that over here as well in, in our, our own club's history. You go back to the the fifties and the and the sixties. There'd be trips to the country, and it would be pack a picnic, and it would be the full you know the full day. I mean, bearing in mind it would take about four hours to get there, and thirty k's an hour in the bus. Um, <laughs> but it would be yeah, and take the family along. And and it'd... no,
0: Keely, we are not suggesting we should go back to those old days at all. We're just suggesting it's no, a nice no, idea vi- to have road trips no, the vi- with everybody involved. The, vi-
1: the video referrals would be particularly painful, wouldn't they? Why? Well, well, right. Waiting to get them developed before you could make oh. a decision.
0: <laughs> John, I have that.
1: no reason to change <laughs> my decision. That's about four hours after the uh, the event actually yeah, happened. Look wait for the postman dropping. Anyway, great great to have uh, well here from the hockey museum once again, and yeah, get and on do down there. I do
0: support it with any. You might have a bit of hockey memorabilia stuffed away in the closet. You might have a great hockey story to tell or a unique hockey tale. Get on to them. Because well, we need to build this this legacy and this mythology about our game and the history of it and and what happened and how things. Evolve.
1: I remember when we spoke to Mike Smith he's very keen on oral history as well so if you've got some significant stories from your club or your national team, national players um, get it down on tape, get the audio on tape and you know that's something that can last for, forever
0: I've got a story for Mike oh, Really? Yeah, it's about a, a, a bloke who grumped out at half time and then just after the game grumped off after it as well
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about
0: <laughs> No
1: No. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I was a bit grumpy at the weekend, but we had a win. Um, But you know, probably one of my worst games of the season. Can I still say I've got olympism? (laughs) You can. I'm I'm still suffering from olympism. Might be in the net this week.
0: Okay, let's get on. Well, you got a list of things you wanted to get through that are all vaguely related.
1: Well, first off, hockey series open. yeah, it was a shock to you. It was a shock to me. It certainly um it was a shock to everybody uh, that wasn't directly connected with the organisation or the setup of the Hockey Series Open in Vanuatu that it's a fives competition. Um there was uh, I don't know, I think everybody just assumed because it was a Hockey Series Open event and there is a qualification process to come out of Hockey Series Open that it would all be 11-a-side hockey. Uh it appears not, uh, and nobody really seems to understand why.
0: Well, it's going to make for an interesting final series when um, one nation turns up to play fives and another turns up to play elevens. Um,
1: well, ov- obviously, that's not going to happen, but you, <laughs> you would hope that that wouldn't happen. Look, now, okay,
0: can I say from the outset, before we talk about whatever perceived problems and issues we're going to talk about, that... A lot of the real issue here is because there hasn't been adequate communication to let people know. So either it's been made up as they go along or they're not giving, sending us a message because we're taking our stuff off the FIH website.
1: Well, we still know that there's a schedule that's got another three uh, events that are scheduled in to come up until September time, but nothing beyond that. Um, South Africa... Are still not confirmed to be in an event in that part of the world. Although Tyrone said last week that it wouldn't be happening in South Africa, still nothing on the schedule about it. This is a lot. Li- well, this I is can't a find where any African teams involved. No, it's not. It hasn't been it been published yet where it where it's being held.
0: Okay, so they're still working on that around
1: November time.
0: Now, look, in in, in fairness, the FIH has the hoc, uh, the the qualification process. If you go to their website, is first up Hockey Series Open, which is what we're in now with these these tournaments going on uh, the number of open events depend on the number of team entries now just quickly you cannot get any more information from that I, I haven't tried to delve deeper and deeper and deeper through all of the wads of FIH papers there are that you can find, go through on this website to find out if there's one there uh, because uh, some, some I should be able to just click on the qualification process and see what it is I but think anyway. some
1: of it's down to interpretation John
0: okay that's good so we don't know the num- how many teams have put entries in and what the entry qualification process was or how how it's all worked out. So we know none of that. We don't know which teams have nominated to be in it, which teams haven't, which countries... So
1: some countries are told they have to be in it, otherwise they'll be fine if they're not in it. Um.
0: Anyway, so that's that's the first problem we get to.
1: Now, Now, just... Yes, absolutely. Now, just specifically on, on the Vanuatu Hockey Series Open and the teams that would qualify through from that. Um, what, what concerns me is that, yes, okay, they'll get through to the, to the, the Hockey Series finals. Um, now, I don't reckon they'd be able to afford to go to one of these events wherever it might be in the world. And so, Maybe that's part of the deal that you can have your tournament there, but it 's not really going to mean a further qualification because we know that you 're not going to be able to afford to get yourself to to the event and have the resources to have Could a, very the, well ha, be. have have a team um, they that should
0: tell us that though
1: yeah absolutely yeah, so
0: yeah, because yeah. it looks a bit weird from the outside,
1: but what i wouldn 't like is if they then get a fine because they' because they don 't turn up to the hockey series finals look. So we, we still don't have any definitive... Transparency. We need some transparency. Yeah, don't we? We, we
0: still don't have any definitive path from the Hockey Series Open. Now, according to the lovely graphic they've got on the website, the Hockey Series, you progress from the Hockey Series Open to the Hockey Series Final, which is three events with a total of eight teams per event. So what are three eights? Twenty-four. 24. Uh, with 15 of those teams Qualified from the Hockey Open Series Hockey Series Open Oh yeah And this is the Hockey Series Finals Of course now I'm figuring out Why they called it The way they've called it it's so, taken months But so you're um, assuming
1: though, with the 15 Qualified teams From, from that Open well, Series It would be uh, you'd, It would end up Coming down to World rankings As to those That would go through On, on preference
0: Well how do we know like is is the winner of this current one in uh, Vilnius? 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 Uh, Vilnius? Is that is? well Come on, you know I can't say anything properly. It's, it's the
1: only English. one you actually got right over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> You're perfect every time.
0: <laughs> Look, uh, you know, is the winner of that that tournament a guaranteed qualification for a hockey series final event, or is it not?
1: I don't, think so know, it, it, I don't think we know. I don't think we know. I don't think don't think it's defined. Now, if you're out there and you're listening and you you know the answer to that. Let us and know. It, and it, yeah, it's passed us by. Then yeah, please let us know. Um I don't think it is and this this is yeah, it just seems to be like a lot of it is being made up on the hoof and uh there's 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 not a lot of clarity there with it.
0: Yeah. Um now 9 9 automatic uh hockey See, so 9 of the finals series finals places go to automatic team. Automatic qualification. Now, um, it gets more murky because when you get on to the next level of qualification, there's 12 teams at the uh, Olympic qualification matches. Six from the Hockey Series Finals. uh, Four from the Hockey Pro League. Now, the Hockey Pro League teams aren't playing in the Hockey Series Open. So, uh, Oh, this is a qualification
1: for the Olympics, of course. We should mention from think, the very beginning. Did we, I think we, we should, did a whole show on this. We'd go go back we? to about 40, forty-four or forty-five something like that. Yeah, we, we went through the lot with it. Look,
0: I, I get how it works. At the, I just fail to see how it works from the bottom end. There's, there seems to be some sort of gap in in it all.
1: It's about right about it's about competition competition isn't it that's the thing it's about and it's about filling the, the gap from what was there with the Hockey World League um, which in its way certainly at those lower ends seem to work because because you had an opportunity to step up a level um, through that system over time with with improvement um, this is a whole new ball game Pro leagues is a whole new ball game and uh, I think it's too much happening too quickly and there's not enough people working on it to, um, to get it done right. I
0: certainly believe that um, you know
1: having a five-a-side competition
0: for Oceania countries excluding Australia and New Zealand, and calling it the Hockey Series Open, you know, it might it might feel a marketing thing, but it it does. They should they'd been better off calling it you know. Some other. Well, I'd
1: World say. League was fine, but they, they just, they needed something new and they needed well, it quickly. Do, and, and as we said at the FG time. Does
0: Fiji qualify for the women and d- does uh, Vanuatu qualify for the men at the, at the hockey series finals? Surely you'd think they'd have to by virtue of the place that, the way that they've won one of the tournaments.
1: You would think so, yes. As you know, mate, anything can happen. <laughs> anything yeah, can but happen.
0: i just like to know how that's going to happen. If that's the way they want to run it, we, it should be transparent. Otherwise, it appears as though, oh, what are we going to do now? Oh, we'll make something else up along the way.
1: But hockey authorities, it's all about the wriggle room. It always has been, always will. Really. <laughs> really. Uh...
0: You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and your next point, sir.
1: OK, well, back on to Asian Games again and okay. the reference to goals, 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 goals. It's kind of exploded a bit on Twitter today with uh, some pe- different people across the world with regard to, uh, well, I guess Ernst Bart's point, is this good for hockey? Um, and are these big results against these smaller nations more damaging potentially to their national games and to the the, uh, the profile of the sport in their countries, or is it a, is it a good thing for those smaller countries and as we 've talked about many times on the show before, particularly with regard to Oceana, uh, Fiji get an absolute spanking every time the Oceana Cup comes around, but it exposes them to something they never ever dream of at a level of hockey, uh, and we also talk about is it good for uh, for teams to improve, they need to play against a higher level of, of opposition.
0: Oh yeah, they do. Um, this could potentially come around in in our preferred model for a World Cup draw that a team like Kazakhstan could come up against an in India in, in that sort of scenario. So, these results are always going to happen. I think that that's just the way it is. You're always going to be playing leagues where there's going to be a team at the bottom that is uncompetitive potentially or just not up to it at that particular time, and the team at the top that's going to flog everybody in whatever particular grade and competition you want to put everyone in yeah um now look what what is what are the Asian games anyway i mean in 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 the hockey perspective of things i I don't think. Uh, the Asian Games is something we participate in because it, it, it is a movement of something of greater value.
1: No, the value for hockey and the hockey nation. Yeah, it's because around. of
0: the, the greater value of the greater value of having all these sports involved together. No, that's in hockey, we're inv- no,
1: in hockey with terms, it. the greater value is getting a passport to Tokyo 2020. Um, that's the greater value, and that's that's you know that's the, obviously the, the, the view that the Chinese women have taken.
0: But that's the Chinese women's view. That's, why, why do nations take part in things like the Asian Games? That's what I'm getting at. Okay, if you're having a World Cup of hockey, well it's obvious why if you've got a, a hockey team from your nation, you'd, you'd be competing in, in, in uh, that sort of competition. But it, it, it's, it's about, uh, it, it's not about a sport as such. Do you know what
1: well, I'm yeah, trying no, to talk I, about? I, I do. Um, but i think it's also about funding as well particularly oh, if if something if you if you're a nation that relies on uh, a large chunk of your funding to come from olympic funding in your international olympic association then you'd be looking very seriously towards this competition to get into uh, get into tokyo 2020 without having to have any success in either pro league or hockey series finals.
0: You might have that, but which, how many of those teams competing there would view that as a realistic opportunity to, to qualify for the Olympics? How many teams qualify from this tournament? One. Okay. Yeah. And how many teams have a realistic opportunity to win
1: that, do you think? Well, three or four, isn't it? In, in yeah. both men's and women's. So
0: why would anybody else want to turn up? Because it's not just about Olympic qualification. It means much more to countries because it is the Asian Games.
1: Yeah. Look, and, and also in the hockey side of things, yes, they might get, get smashed by one, of the, one or two of the sides, but they're also going to be playing competitive games against other sides. And like you mentioned in the uh, early on with the results, Kazakhstan got a win on the opening day and let 21 in on the on the, on the second know, day. they
0: had a win. They had a win at a major int. What they would view as a major international tournament. Yeah. And one that potentially carries a lot of pride and prestige for them. Um, yeah. Well, look, between us, how many have we played internationals? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I have another donut, please? <laughs> um. You know. So I'd I'd be happy to say my one and only international game was a 20 nil flogging. I yeah. don't know about other people, but you know just still played one would and these guys um, and girls have got great opportunities to not only mix with great players and see great hockey and help expand all that hockey knowledge but you know they'll have a great experience
1: well that's what we see with the Oceania Cup games is there's a great uh, great spirit and camaraderie that that comes between the sides and and uh, there's great inspiration for those the island nations that are in, involved in those kind of tournaments to continue playing the sport and not drift off into some of maybe the um, uh, more traditional sports for their countries
0: well it's a bit like the Barbados bobsled team isn't it you know the idea that if you have a dream and you work hard for it you shouldn't be don- denied it because you're not very good at it <laughs> <laughs> <should you? laughs> I'd have never done anything
1: um, just while we're on all those goals being scored I did get a, a message from uh, from Drag Flick, uh, Drag Flick World earlier on just wondering if we knew any particular term for four goals being scored. Now, there's been a few people, a few players uh, that have scored four goals uh, in the Asian Games, opening a couple of games there. Now, of course, we know that a brace is for two, generally. Um, a hat-trick is, is for three. But what's for four? Now, I read a couple of places, a poker for some sports call it, a poker and maybe a haul. Um, I don't know. What do you call it? Pair of braces. Pair of braces. I, I thought double brace, but pair of pair braces. braces. Pair of braces. For four, so a pair a three's a hat trick, a brace. Okay. Yeah, it's a two, three a hat trick, four a pair yeah. of braces. So a yeah. five? Well, what would five be? would have to be a greedy bugger. A d- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pass the ball more often, mate. Yeah, god. A greedy.
0: A greedy Ah. Oh. Maybe a six or more should be a greedy Yeah I think a greedy is a good word to To slot in there somewhere along the lines Does greedy come before showing off?
1: No greedy let's go with it So five goals is a greedy Yeah Not an item of clothes though What? Not an item of clothes I don't Braces, hats
0: Ah, oh, I see where you're going with that Brace, hat So no, five has to be a, a shoe
1: Yeah could be a shoe Sock
0: no, socks should be six. Why, why? A double hat trick is a pair of socks.
1: Um, we'll keep thinking about this. If you've got any <laughs> ideas what four or five or six or, or more goals should be called, then let us know. A uh, couple of other things to Hat-tricks get on to. Foot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple of things to get on to, John, before we wind oh, really? things up today. Oh, are you on scored.com? Yes because yeah, I, I was on there the other day and I tried to find you to, to connect I, didn't. I blocked you <laughs> <laughs> can I, I
0: do that on Scored? yeah you I
1: can I'm sure uh, don't be like John ladies and gentlemen get on to Scored.com get registered with the uh, the hockey community on there search for John if you can find him block him
0: oh, well I kept block getting him. messages from a, a team that needed a, uh, a layoff penalty corner specialist. <laughs> <Did> just <laughs> to <laughs> slot them there
1: Um, Oh, I've got shocking news this week as well, mate. What's that? Um, Stick it to John is in jeopardy. Why is that? Well, apparently you were involved in a club quiz night the other night and your team came last. Um, (laughs) Apparently when the quiz started, you were the only person sitting on your table of of eight.
0: I I might have been, yes.
1: Anyway, stick it to John's in jeopardy. That's what happens when you tell
0: people the quiz night starts at 7.30 (laughs) and the quiz night actually starts at 7 (laughs) o'clock. I'm not claiming any responsibility for that. But it did happen.
1: <laughs> One last thing before we, uh, finish things up. Mark Hagar, we mentioned last week about that email that had made its way into the hands of some of the players and they, uh, weren't too happy, weren't too happy, weren't too <laughs> happy about it. Um, now, from our original information, we understood that that was delivered after the games had, uh, had finished after the the World Cup, but sort of the games to finish for New Zealand at the World Cup. Um, but apparently, it was just prior to their game with Japan, which they then subsequently lost two one. So, couple of uh, things. So that's it.
0: Let me get this right. They saw it before they went out and lost a game. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, coming out of Hockey New Zealand this week, and this is from newshub.co.nz. Hockey New Zealand has confirmed it will conduct an independent review into Blackstick's team culture after feedback from past and present players. Several national team players have spoken out in the past week about the negative environment under long-time women's coach Mark Hagar. On Monday, CEO Ian Francis confirmed an investigation would take place uh-huh. after a positive and constructive three-hour meeting with the Players Association. We've agreed to a plan to address the feedback, said Francis. That involves an independent person to look into that and gather more information if appropriate. There is absolutely no question that athlete welfare is paramount. At the same time, we must consider and protect the rights of our employees. Francis added they'd reveal who that person would be in the next few days. Um, So today, a little earlier on, um, a letter was published on NewsHub.co.nz. From former Black Sticks players Um, A group of former Black Sticks players Have penned a letter in support of beleaguered Coach Mark Hagar After a defeat at the recent World Cup Hagar accidentally sent an email naming and shaming Individual players for their performance and effort To the entire team Several current team players have since spoken out About the negative environment under the long time Women's coach which has led to the commission Of an independent review The following is the unedited letter from Katie Glynn Crystal Forgerson, Emily Gaddam. Bianca Russell, Anna Alexander, Lucy Talbot and Laura Douglas to refute such claims. So Nike, they're
0: current players or
1: this is all former all former players. Oh, so okay. um, uh, I won't go through it. It's a very lengthy letter and you can find it on that newshub.co.nz, uh, one of their sports pages. Uh, but it just starts out with, in response to media coverage over the past two weeks, we, a group of experienced former international players, are writing this letter in support of Blackstick women's coach, uh, head coach Mark Hagar. The, player ha- the players have come together to support this letter, have uh, combined 864 international caps and have been coached by Mark over a long period since 2009 when he first took over the team. We strongly refute recent allegations around a negative environment within the Black Sticks programme, Mark Hagar mistreatment of players bullying or playing mind games. Um, It goes on um, and just finishes up with, Since taking over the team since 2009, Mark has achieved many outstanding results with this group and many firsts for New Zealand hockey, as well as taking the team from 13th to 3rd in the world in our prime. Uh, Gold, silver and bronze Commonwealth medals, Champions Challenge win, Champions Trophy medal, World League medals, best finish at Olympic Games. He still today continues to achieve results no other coach or New Zealand women's hockey team has done before. We all respect Mark and we always had a challenging but positive experience playing in this group and look back fondly on the great memories we have. So what do you reckon? A split in the camp there? A few people that are in the current squad angling for some change? I think it's symptomatic
0: of what will, I think there's a change in the atmosphere generally about attitudes of coaches to players and power players having all sorts of issues along those sorts of lines. I mean there was, <laughs> you know, there's been plenty of coaches who have been utterly shocked when they They've discovered that their papers have been leaked a couple of days before the big game to the opposition that described the weaknesses of their own team and st- All sorts of shenanigans have gone on like that. Now, whether in this case it's just accidentally, you know, sent it to the wrong lot, or whether it it, it is an old style try and G up the girls. And, um,
1: you know. And he found them to. not be G upable. Not <laughs> go the other way with it, yeah.
0: Oh, look, that. that you know that that's one way of looking at it. You could say, is he harsh? Well, we've discussed it already before and said, looking at their games, I agree with those criticisms. If they can't watch those games and think there weren't times when they didn't put the effort in that they needed to to be competing at that level, and they're the sorts of criticism coaches are supposed to make. The idea of coaching coaches playing mind games. Guess what? Coaching is at that level. It's playing mind games with people because once you're at that level of hockey, once you're playing at the level they are, it's all between your head, mate. It's, it's yeah. You can do what you need to do with your feet and your hands and it's all what's going on between your ears. So... <laughs> It's it's an interesting world. Is is that a sign of what's changing in society, and in certain parts of society, etc., as the way people perceive themselves to get treated by other people or something? Because obviously we've seen it in other sports where there's been a transition in the way coaches approach their players.
1: Well, look, this is obviously going to run and run, and uh, it wasn't put to bed straight away. So uh, it's interesting to see the, the profile that it's getting in New Zealand media there because it's certainly being talked about and there's a few former players that are appearing in interviews and, and speaking out the other way. So How are you as a player with a coach? Like,
0: how, how are you if, if someone never, tells Nobody's you
1: ever coached me. mate. Don't, don't not don't the sense that, that. <laughs> these girls get coached? No.
0: Yeah. What about just in a team environment? Because oh, you're usually the bloke talking.
1: Yeah, I oh, talk. Yeah. I talk a lot. Is that yeah.
0: the way you avoid the criticism of your teammates by just yeah, taking yeah, the yeah. lead
1: very at the outset? No, I just I pick pick the teammate. Oh, well, that helps, is not it? Go. Pick the team, and you'd be yeah. right. That's my advice. <laughs>
2: Any, bench, any young uh, kids
1: growing up in the game, don't worry about how you get on, and but just make sure you pick the team yourself. That yeah, you can go down the grades; it's okay. But you'll well, get, to, you'll get you get play centre forward if you really want to play centre forward.
0: Is that like get voted onto the committee really at a young age, <laughs> yeah. and sort of find yourself in the selection committee, and just put yourself in twos and ones?
1: Yeah. No actual ho- no no no, because you can't get away with that. But no actual hockey hockey ability hockey ability required to. Uh, how how to far do
0: you reckon you've got on no, no actual what's, hockey
1: What's this Q and A? Can we just get on with the podcast? <laughs>
0: okay. I just so sort I of let the people know.
1: Um, no, <laughs> that's fine. Just uh, give me a heads up. Can you send the questions through to me next time, please? Okay. Look, it's late. Let's get on with it.
0: Well, we oh this bit. I've got some feedback from Jazz Sarni. Thank you. Keep it coming because it's the only news I'm really getting from the Asian Games outside of. Um, what the hockey stuff that's been posted by various hockey people? Yeah, his, th-
1: his thumbs up because cool we're where. we're
0: seeing none of it where we're living. I mean, we get nothing here of what's happening in the Asian Games. And I do love athletic contests and all that sort of stuff. I do have a th- thing for shooting. I like the shooting.
1: Yeah, and some of some of the great indigenous games that are going yeah. on there as well that I haven't got a clue how to pronounce <laughs> some of them. But lots of lots of wrestling and uh, um, different uh, besuited activities. And a bit of the
0: fencing, which our mate Ashley's been doing. What, what did you call it? Poking?
1: Yes. <laughs> Poking and slashing, isn't it? Poking and slashing. It's, it's yeah. a bit like some of the um, fullbacks pirate at movie. the club. Oh, that's right. Talking about pirates is nothing to do with pirates at all, but uh, it's book week here in Australia this week. Is and it? Uh, guess what my uh, my eldest is going going along as?
0: Oh, it wouldn't be a pirate. Not a pirate, no. Uh, let's see. What book has she been reading lately? I know, she's been reading the hockey kids by She, she
1: has. That's right, she's, uh, she's going dressed as Lena from the hockey, from the hockey kids. Is she really? And <laughs> so she gets to take a, a hockey stick into, uh, into school for it. So good on her, uh, for waving the flag. Uh, don't forget to check out studiohockey.com, the new podcast from Ernst Bart. There's two up there already, um, with some of Ernst's Views on the world of hockey. He's got something coming up with uh, with goalkeepers, I think, over the next week or so. So keep an ear out for that. You can subscribe on all the usual podcast places, just as you can to this podcast, The Reverse Stick, on Apple Podcast, on Google, and on your favourite pod provider.
0: Do you subscribe to the f- the theory that goalies are a little bit tapped?
1: Yes, of course, tapped and smelly.
0: Oh well, because you think about some of the. The goalkeeper's the really, really, really good ones. They're not smelly.
1: Huh?
0: They're not smelly.
1: Mate, their kit—they may not be, but their kit certainly will be.
0: You reckon? Yes, no doubt. You reckon Mark Hickman's kit? There's smells. nothing there
1: is. You can't make it's impossible not to. The thing hasn't been invented to mask the smell of a keeper's gear.
0: Okay, fair enough. Is that all the feedback? Mate, you've
1: if you got? can come up—if you can come up with a formula, you'll be a millionaire.
0: Thank you to the other. Followers that have followed me on Twitter Even though I didn't tweet anything But more people followed me It was very good
1: That's Good, We're up to oh, 1840 or something like that. We'd appreciate if you could uh, retweet And share this episode when we put the artwork Out for it This is of course episode 61 of The Reverse Your global hockey podcast
0: Oh better still Tell your oil rich family Relative about this really good Hockey podcast that they should Invest in That'd yeah, be nice.
1: That's it. We, yeah, and we'll give your oil company a plug. No shame here. Um John? Not I was no? No. Oh, dear. Alright, any of the uh, team mining team. giants out there that are decimating the world, uh, <laughs> if you're interested in getting Steady, in touch eh? and sponsoring, just uh, give us a shout. Uh, da, 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 uh, da, da, da. Any of you logging companies out there destroying the rainforests? Uh, you've got a bit of spare cash to sponsor something. Uh,
0: now, that's an interesting point that you bring up there. Not to get too political, or although. We, interesting tweet, was it, or Facebook message from uh, Namisha about um, weather in Jakarta? Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. That's right. Terrible weather in Jakarta. The air you, quality you shocking. Do you
0: have it there? The, what, how she was talking about, you know, comparing... No, don't. I don't,
1: I haven't got it in front of me, no. Oh. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been very, uh, let's say cloudy up until midday, um, for quite a lot of the days. And yeah, air quality is not great and certainly not if you're sporting and taking a lungful of it.
0: No, I think there'd be quite a few athletes there that will find themselves after a couple of days perhaps struggling with it. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, yeah, it, that's been known that it would be like that for a while. Let's not just say that that's a problem that's just crept up on the tournament. I mean, if you've ever been to, to Jakarta, you would know that that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Anything more?
1: No. What have we got coming up? What? Hockey Series open. Bit oh, more of that yeah, coming yeah, up yeah, this yeah. week. Uh, the, uh, and uh, the men's latest series gets underway in Poland. Okay. And that's in, uh, you pronounce it better, is it Niesno? Yes, yes, no, There you go. Yes. I got
0: one, see, I get one. Yes, it's no. yes, yes no. no. Yes, no, yes, no, do. yes, no. Yeah, but no. Nah. Um yeah, that's upcoming, Um there's a couple of test matches going on between Portugal and uh, Switzerland for the men in Outdoor, in uh, Losada. Uh, yeah, the hockey series open for men in Nyesno There's the hockey series open in Losada for the men as well There's the SOMPO, SOMPO Cup Four Nations Women's Hockey Tournament Happening in Osaka in Japan
1: uh, The Hockey Roos, uh, they'll be live streaming with that one
0: Yep, they will indeed uh, There's also the Darwin International Which the uh, Hockey Roos will be going, playing in No, that's am oh, Sorry, not yeah. the Hockey Roos yeah. uh, The Kookaburras, eight games there then there's more hockey series open going on in Santiago for the men. Um, 15 matches there happening in September. Santiago for the women at the same time. Uh, and then the third Youth Olympic Games will be happening in Buenos Aires in October before the 23rd Women's Champions Trophy. We'll be getting some more news on that happening at uh in China from the 17th to 25th of November. So a little bit to go before the Men's World Cup rounds out the year.
1: I uh, did see uh, Kampong won a uh, uh, pre-season cup tournament there oh, in no, Holland prior to the start of their competition in the hoof class which gets underway this weekend coming up and yeah, across Europe a lot of leagues will be getting underway or certainly getting towards the end of your pre-season and into some pre-season friendly so exciting times for those of you Getting into the season And down in this part of the world Of course we're getting close to finals Final round for a lot of people this weekend Um, Even some finals taking place over this weekend In different parts of the country In Australia Um, We've got the NHL kicking off very soon In New Zealand as well I know there's a a few import players Are making their way over there From all over the world To uh, join some of the provincial sides there Mm. So lots of it happening It's getting to that crunch time For for a lot of us Uh, Enjoy your hockey wherever you may be in the world, and we'll catch you next week for episode 62 of the Reverse Stick. How'd you go? 2-1 win, we had. But, yeah, I was just grumpy. Yeah, I didn't couldn't even go into the change rooms afterwards. I was that grumpy. That's very unlucky. Because normally no. you'd
0: stand there and bag people and just tell them how rubbish yeah, they played. Well, you, you
1: were that no, angry? I was that angry. I wouldn't have said anything nice. You know, they should have passed me, eh? <sighs> I could say in goal this week, mate. Hey? Grrr. Don't forget, it's one
0: off for every... <laughs> Didn't they have a lovely time today? We went to Bangor. Do you know the rest of yeah. it? <sighs> Would have been lovely. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon we can get cake after we play? Can we get the club to arrange cake? Sure.